And welcome to On The Right Track, the podcast that talks business, digital marketing and recruitment without the jargon. We are simply people talking to people. I'm your host, Holly. And I'm your host, Kate. Whether you're a business owner looking for ways to grow and scale, a professional looking to share helpful tips and tricks with like-minded people, or simply looking for a safe space to share the wealth of knowledge, we believe that we're all on the right track in our own way. Join our tribe as we explore the hottest trends in the biz and give you exclusive insights into what it's really like behind the scenes. From the success stories to the horror stories, nothing will be left unturned. New episodes are available every Wednesday, 12.30 AEDT time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and more. Got a question, comment or have a suggestion of what you want us to talk about next? You can submit your voice recordings, which we'll put directly into our episode, or you can leave your comment via our Facebook page. Just go to Facebook and search On The Right Track Podcast. And now for today's episode. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Okay, I'm (laughs) traumatised. Okay. Okay, fill us in. You're trauma. I don't know where to go with that one, but okay, yeah. So just before the podcast episode, the one that you're listening to right now, everyone, um, me and Kate were on a call just to say like, good morning, how's everything going? Good. And um, I mentioned that my puppy, Ollie, I was going to give him a bully stick. And Kate, it's, you know what a bully stick is, right? It's like, a, is it that jerky sort of stick? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, then we ended the call and I had to do a little bit of research, give, gave myself five minutes. And then we started this episode. And then while I was waiting for Kate to answer this episode, I was just like, wait, what is a bully stick? And I Googled it. Do you know what it is? Like, actually, Kate. (laughs) No. So bully sticks are 100% beef pizzle, which is a cute way of saying the penis muscle of a bull. Oh. Yeah, so I've just been holding. I know it's like obviously cleaned and everything and it's not a penis and it's not dirty. But I've just said what? Oh. I thought it was like a just a, a different name for like a, a jerky strip because we give them yeah. what they call them smackos here and they're just like smackos. Yeah. Like me. Okay, yeah. Because so he I likes think, his bully stick. He loves it. He's just sitting there chewing it. And I'm like, I, I can't look at him the same way now. He's just chewing on his penis. Yeah. Because I thought there are like chews that you shouldn't give to dogs, but there are still sold in pet shops, like uh, horns, like deer horns, for example, um, pig hoofs. Um, I don't know about pig snouts. I don't know if, if they're safe or not, but... <laughs> I'm very careful what I give my dog because obviously I don't want things splintering and puncturing his like intestines and things like that. But I was just like, bully sticks are 100% digestible, but what exactly are they made of? Yeah. And now I know. And now I'm traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to text my boyfriend like, we've been giving our dog a penis <laughs> for the last couple of weeks. So <laughs> chew on that while you will. <laughs> chew on that while you will. <laughs> Oh my god! I need this coffee to set in because, um, yeah, I don't know how I'm going to get through the day otherwise. 
<laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. When you say um, traumatized for when when this episode gets released, I'll look back and laugh at it. But um, <laughs> I was traumatized on Tuesday because it oh, was yeah. uh, so it was my son's eighth birthday and he was very excited and did the whole opening presents in the morning, sent him to school for the day, you know, like he's completely fine. Mm-hmm. I pick him up from school and he said, oh, one of his mates went home with a cough and had a sore throat. And he's like, oh, I've got a little bit of a sore throat, nothing wrong. I'm like, yeah, you'll be fine, get over it. We go <laughs> and play soccer in the afternoon after school. We hang out, we have fun, blah, blah, blah. And then I said to him, oh, is your throat still sore? Oh, just a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, now nah, he'll be right. And then he was sort of sitting there and, he just looked like he had a cold and I thought I'll do a COVID test to be on the safe side and he went positive. Oh no. And that was his birthday as well, wasn't it? Yeah. So that was his birthday. So he, yeah, tested positive to COVID on his birthday. So, and then to make matters worse, it's the school fate on the weekend and now he's in isolation for seven days. So can't go to the school fate. So the whole world ended on his eighth birthday. Oh, and then but- after that, we had dinner and we were just about to get his birthday cake out and sing happy birthday and try and cheer him up. And um, my little one, Austin, decided to projectile vomit everywhere. Not on the cake. No, he missed the cake. But, um, <laughs> it was just one of those nights. And poor Chase, he said to me, Mum, this is the best birthday ever ever <laughs> just like yeah right mate so yeah that that was traumatizing but hey holding a bully stick is just as traumatizing no I think you win I'm pretty sure that tops it uh, and then now yeah so he's at home with COVID in isolation driving me crazy but it's great but at least your husband's job is the vomit isn't it you don't yeah. have to deal with that yet yeah we made a deal when we had kids that um He'd do handle all the vomit and I'd do the poo. And I think I've got the only kids that don't vomit. Like this is probably the first time or maybe the second time Austin's vomited ever. I think I need to put a trigger warning on this episode to say like vomit and poo are going to be and penis. And and penis. (laughs) (laughs) Are going to be main themes in this one. Um, But what is the main theme of today, Kate? Well, it's. Obviously not poo or vomit, but it's still talking about the struggles and mm-hmm. what, I guess, yeah, what are the terms of business that you stick to and just just those communication struggles that we talk about all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and just, yeah, getting, like when candidates interview, getting feedback and then that whole we've got to chase and chase and chase and chase and make decisions and just all that all together, the struggles of Yeah, when you find the perfect candidate and you go through that process and then you've just got to chase and chase and chase. Yeah, on both sides as well, not just with the candidate because sometimes we struggle with the candidate and they seem really keen and then they drop off the face of the earth and then we're chasing them and the client is like, well, what's going on? Um, But also the client as well, which is so annoying when they've been on our asses saying Mm -hmm. that they need a candidate ASAP and then we find one ASAP and then they fall off the face of the earth. It just pees me off and I'm sure it pees you off. Oh, absolutely. And, like, I sort of think back, sorry, two weeks, yeah, two weeks ago, maybe a week ago, that 
I had, there was nothing I could do. Like I had candidates out and was waiting for feedback from interviews. We're waiting for feedback on, are we moving forward with these candidates? And it's like, what more can I do? How much can you chase? And it got to the point that I just had to sort of walk away and shut down for a couple of hours because I was just going to go crazy. Yeah. And that's when I went and did my float therapy. <laughs> well, good thing you um, scheduled it for that. Yeah, I know, because there's no way I'd be able to do it now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, like it just, I guess I wanted to talk about that in terms of how much do you chase, how much do you push? And when you get to that situation where there really is nothing you can do, how do you turn off from that? Yeah, it's it's a really difficult one to answer because, you know, you sometimes you have clients that start off really well and then something slips let's say there's maybe an internal change um, and the person you were working with somehow either it gets fired or they leave the company which we've had happen before and then we've had to deal with someone else so you like the company because they've got a smooth like let's say onboarding process and everything seems mm-hmm. to be going well but it's the person that you're dealing with that's been the issue and they've yeah. just not been very communicative about you know changes that have been going on And you can understand when changes happen, especially big internal changes, like the entire recruitment team, for example, which we've had before, changes. Mm -hmm. Um, And the people that you were dealing with have gone. And then the people who are left, they they don't want to take on the recruitment responsibility because that's not in their job description. Um, But they need you to hire that recruitment person, but they need to tell you what they need in that candidate. Yep. Um, so it's it's one of them things that is really difficult to answer. How much chasing do you do? So what do you think, Kate? Let's say since we've had that kind of situation happen before, um, they're a good client, but then that kind of internal change happens. What would yeah. you do in that situation? Because you've had that happen before, or is there anything yeah. that you would have changed? from the experience you had before. Oh, absolutely. And I think, yeah, like it it comes back to that communication piece. And, yeah, if there's a change in the recruitment team, that's completely fine, but just communicate with me and let me know, like, who is the new person I'm dealing with or what are their contact numbers? Like do do a little bit of a handover. Mm. Um, And then in, in terms of how much chasing, I always find that I'll ring someone leave a message then I'll follow up with an email and say hey just tried to call you left a voicemail here's an email and (laughs) if I haven't heard anything like I'll do that in the morning and if I haven't heard anything by the afternoon yeah I'll be ringing again yeah particularly if I've got a candidate that's either been interviewed and I'm waiting for feedback or a resume that's out and I'm waiting to schedule an interview or schedule the next steps like we need to know and particularly in this market at the moment you can't (laughs) You don't have the luxury of time no. and that luxury of just sitting back and, and seeing what happens. Um, you've got to move because candidates, particularly ones that are actively looking, will get snapped up. Yeah. And I feel like that should have been the norm to begin with where people just don't take that luxury of time because that's rude, to be honest. Um, mm-hmm. but I remember back in the day where people would be waiting two weeks and then being like, oh, I, I better didn't get the job. But it was kind of the norm to be mm. waiting those two weeks to hear back yeah. from the client, if anything. Um, so I remember my brother, he was really struggling. I mean, and his 
young adult life after university, he must have applied for about 150 jobs. Mm. Um, and this is after university. So you know how people plow it into you where, oh, you need to get a higher degree, uh, you need to get a tertiary, um, higher education certification or qualification to be getting those good jobs. He got that. And still, it was taking him at least a year and a half and 150 jobs later to get a bloody job. And he would be waiting weeks, if not months, to hear back from a potential employer, which is just disgusting. And that was just the norm. And I'm so glad now things have taken a turn. And, you know, candidates are standing up and saying, well, no, I'm not taking that. I'm going to go find another person who's going to interview me. Thank you. Goodbye. Well, absolutely, and that's what they need to do. And I must admit, I had a client that um, the candidate sort of said at the end of the interview, like, what are the next steps from here? And the client actually said, oh, yeah, we'll come back to you in two weeks. Mm-mm. <laughs> like she sort of went, oh, okay. I felt like if that was me, I'd be like, no. <laughs> and then when she gave me that feedback, and like, because I always ask them afterwards, how the interview go? What did they say? What's next steps? And when she said two weeks, I was like, that's not on. Yeah. <laughs> and I was straight onto that client of, okay, where are we at? oh, we need to think, we need to look at this. Mm, You don't have that luxury. Like these people will go. And also too, okay, maybe if they're not actively looking and and they really want this job, how would you feel if you've just gone through this interview process and then now it's like, oh, yeah, we need to stop and think? And two weeks is a long time. Yeah. How would would you feel about that? I would feel like maybe I did something wrong. And to be honest, I would take that as a no, as a, rejection right there and then because if they need to think about it and take two weeks well there's obviously other candidates that they have seen that are better than me so they're just trying to politely say no and I would cut my losses right there and there and move on to be honest yeah absolutely and I guess well you're there hello yeah I'm here yeah (laughs) my computer just went completely blank (laughs) oh god I thought it was my wi-fi again I've had um People listening, I've had a power outage this morning and now I'm on my toes thinking, oh, it's going to come in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Mine just went blank. And I'm like, oh, I'm gone. No, I'm here. Okay. Um, and just that's what I was going to bring it back to, like from a client point of view and, and just, I guess, talking about that chasing too much. When do you, well, yeah, when do you let it go? When do you go, you know what? I'm d- like, I just, I can't do this anymore or mm. yeah, well, I would when do you say, make that decision? Are you talking about a client that I have currently or are you talking about a client that I haven't even started working with yet? Like both? Yeah, well, let's just say like I can't, we've, we've both got clients at the moment that are like that. That it's <laughs> like, mm, come on. Um, but, yeah, when when is enough enough to go, you know what, this isn't worth my time anymore and this is not working? Um, and then I, let's let's top yeah. it off. How do you have that conversation with them? So I've actually, I'm in this situation right now and I've never had to cut a client off because they've been bad at communicating. I've had potential clients I've had to cut off because I knew they would be a bad client. Um, so I stuck to my ground in terms of my non-negotiables, which we'll come back to a little bit later. But um, this particular client that uh, we are talking about because you know exactly what I'm talking about um they have been very difficult to deal with from the start because of personal matters from them um and they just haven't 
been able to put in 100%. And I've been very considerate with that. And I've kind of, um, what's the word, switched my game to make it easier for them, which I'm never going to do again. I'm always going to stick to my guns and tell them exactly what they need to do. Because otherwise, like we've seen with them, they haven't seen the results that I've promised them because I've had to adjust things to meet their financial demands. And Mm -hmm. because they haven't been able to put in the money, I've not, I've stuck to my guns in terms of finances. I've said, this is how much I'm worth. So let's make it half so that we can work together. Never do that. Don't give them half the effort because you're only going to get half the result, which to them is nothing. Yeah. Um, so they have been very bad with paying. And I have, again, stuck to my ground and said, unless I get that money, I'm not going to do the work. And they've had a problem with that. So we've had a couple of meetings where they've said that they haven't been impressed with Mm -hmm. my effort to work, which is a very old school way of looking at working cultures, especially as a bloody entrepreneur. I'm the professional, you um, hired me. And when that happens to you, Kate, they hire you to do a a professional um, service that you're Mm -hmm. very good at. So you have to trust the process. And they have not trusted me any step of the way at least that's how I feel anyway so the fact that they haven't paid me to me is kind of like the equivalent nowadays that we're seeing the trend of quiet quitting I feel like yeah they want to quietly leave the process which I do not appreciate if they didn't think the process worked for them then they have to tell me outright so now they're very late in their payment I've given them the time of day and now I'm sick of it and they've been very rude to me in the past couple of days so I need Mm. to have that conversation with them now um yesterday in fact I need to have the conversation (laughs) um so in terms of when to cut it off if I was going to do it again I would say I wouldn't have even started working with them but if I had done I would have cut it off from the very first time that they had doubts I would say if we can't put in 100% effort together, because I always put in 100% effort. If you can't also put in that 100% effort, then we're not going to get anywhere. So I would have cut it at that point. Um, And in terms of how I would say that, it's another thing, because I'm still trying to work that out. So I'll get back to you on that one. (laughs) But how would you do that, Kate? How would you say to a client, we've had the best run that we've had, and now it's time to cut our losses? Yeah. And I guess like, yeah, that quiet quitting, because that's, I guess what we're sort of doing, well, what I'm doing at the moment. Um, I've got a client that we have worked with in the past and it has been, a str- I shouldn't say a struggle because the, pe- the person that I've been dealing with has kept me up to date in communication. And I guess from just finding them the right client, they were very, very picky and choosy. And, and remember, it took us about six months to fill the role. Yeah. Um, we had a lot of activity during that six months, a lot of candidates going to interview that they just, yeah, didn't like for some reason, but we, we did get there in the end. So, and then with that client now, there's been a huge change in their recruitment, well, in their people and culture department and the people that I've been dealing with or the person I was dealing with has left and then even their manager's gone. So there's a whole new department coming in and, yeah, they want me to recruit for that and 
we've put a few candidates, good quality candidates through, but just haven't got the role, obviously. And then now they've decided that they're just going to do it all internally. So I guess really I don't need to have the conversation with them of this isn't working. (laughs) Um, But then I also look at another client that we've worked with and we've been given the runaround, I would say, in terms of, okay, they give us a role, this is what we need, we need it filled, ASAP find us someone. And it was a priority and we worked damn hard on that and found them a really good candidate who they liked and they interviewed and yep, yep, yep. And then it was, oh, hang on, we just need to get this bit sorted out in the back end. And it's like, well, you were telling me that you needed this role filled. I Mm -hmm. found you someone. And then it's like, oh, well, we just need to sort this out. And then now they've come back and gone, oh, no, we're not going to go forward, just apologise. It's like, no, that doesn't cut it. So, yeah, I need to put my big girl pants on and have the conversation with them around this isn't how we do it. You give me a role and you want me to find you a a quality candidate, I will do that. And when I find that candidate, you put them on. (laughs) Yeah. That's, I guess, the conversation you, you need that I need to have with them of don't just give me roles to spin my wheels and waste my time because yeah. time is valuable and I've got other clients that I can work with. And that's when I come back to the good clients that I've got that use me exclusively, ring me and say, I've got this role, this is what I need, go find it. Yeah. And we do and they give commun- They give feedback promptly, they communicate the whole way through the process, yep, it's great. Yeah. And they're the clients that I want to work with and they're the clients that I want. <laughs> we all want. But, yeah, I think it comes back to those non-negotiables at the start and maybe we need to or maybe I need to just sort of reinforce those and say if you don't hold up your end of your bargain, I can't work with you. Yeah. I think there's a principle that I'm trying to work out in the top of my head. I think it's called the 80-20 principle or the mm. Pareto. Yeah. yeah. I think it's the Pareto principle and it's when it works in business it's kind of like I think 80% of a company's profits is made from the top 20% of its customer base yeah so when you're thinking about working with a client you've got to really think uh, well of course you could like them so that's a bonus but in terms of business if you're just going to crunch the numbers then you should really work with the clients that drive your business and make profit but also you obviously like working with them as well Mm. Um, so I guess if you're going to work from that rule of three do you like working with them not really are they driving good profits and business no then cut them if they're not going to drive that 80% of the profit yeah yeah absolutely and that's that's something that yeah you've really got to look at because you want to work with clients that you like working with yeah and make it fun and I guess sort of bringing it back to sort of you and I that started off as a business relationship in terms of clients and <laughs> I was your client, you're my client. I don't know how we worked that one out. Yeah. But then looking at it now, like it's it's turned into that friendship and it's something that we like working with. Yeah, we, we still do talk business and have all of those business conversations but also do, it's fun and that's what I want. I want to do more of that. Actually, Kate, this is what I wanted to talk to you about. This is our intervention. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, well, what did you say to me yesterday when I was telling you something about I had to fill out um, something about a slave. Slave, <laughs> slave act or something? And you write back, I'm your slave. And I'm like, yeah. oh, no, did she take offence to that? 
<laughs> no, I was joking, of course. Oh, I know, but that's why I'm like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> yeah, maybe I should get you to sign the slave act too. No. <laughs> oh, you're gonna force me for a slave of you. <laughs> but um, yeah, I guess. I, yeah, let's, let's talk about communication and and what kinds of things does it? Yeah, like when you have that lack of communication, it is so hard to move forward, isn't it? Very, very. And yeah, I'm just reading here. You've got Bobby's example because I really liked that. Yeah, yeah, the Bobby example. So Bobby Sample, if anyone listening has been following on the podcast, you know we've had Bobby on in the past and we've talked about him so much because he's... We need to get him back on. We do, yeah. He's such a wonderful guy and he's such a character, but also he's a good bloody client as well because he's so communicative Mm. um, and he's just really fun to work with as well. Like every single time I get on a phone call with him, we're on there for at least another bloody half hour to an hour just chatting because he's such an easy to talk to guy. Um, And yeah, he keeps me updated because he's got so many he's what's it called too many fingers in too many pies or whatever it is because he's just so um he's brainstorming all the time as to what Mm. he wants to do he's always moving forward with his business and now he's got this networking group that now I'm helping um collect people for so he's always telling me Holly I need you to do this Holly can you think of a way to do that and I'm like yeah give me a job and I'll figure it out for you because he's such a nice guy to work with and he pays on time he is such yeah like I said just a good communicator which is literally the bare minimum you could ask for a client Mm. oh absolutely yeah Yeah. and I think like yeah we we do need to get Bobby back on but it's Mm. just that communication piece and I think that's why you and I get on so well like now that we're doing sort of our Monday morning catch-up of okay, where are we at? What's happening? And yeah, yeah, like I throw ideas at you and go, well, what about this? And what about that? And even like yesterday when you're like, hang on a second, you want to do this, but you don't want to do that. Yeah. And in my mind it worked, but I just had to explain, (laughs) explain it better because I'm sure you were going, Kate's going crazy. (laughs) Not crazy. I was just like, wait, you want to work this, but not this. Okay. But the sector (laughs) specializes in this. It's got it in the name. Okay. Yeah, Kate's lost the plot. But anyway, um, but yeah, it's just that communication piece. And then also, too, bringing that into time management. And that's my frustrating point is that we are so busy. There's so much going on that I don't want to be wasting my time on a role that's going to be pulled or a role that's, oh, no, we don't want to go there yet. And this is a bit that really frustrates me is don't turn around in two weeks' time and say, oh, yeah, start that again. Uh-uh, not happening. No. Because once you've, especially from an outreaching point of view, once you've um, kind of stopped the process, it takes about a week for it mm. to really get going again and get people interested and in getting those replies back. So let's say you've got a job and then it takes us, what, a week to get someone at least interested, maybe a couple of days if we're lucky, but let's say a yeah. week on average. Um, Because making a relationship takes time, seeing if they actually want to hear about the job takes time. You don't want to be bombarding people with spam if you don't want to read, which is very much the approach I take. So let's say about a week and then you get another week or so of those people who are late in replying, replying back to you because, you know, the weekend happens. People get busy, whatever. They don't check their LinkedIn as often. 
and then they pause it after those two weeks it then takes another week so that's about a month has gone by you yeah. know what I mean yeah you can't oh, just pause exactly. it and that, that's it and that's the thing that I think people don't realize particularly in recruitment gone are the days of you can put a CCAT out and you get 50 applications and oh yeah we'll go from there it's yeah. not it's not like that but and even like once we do that outreach and get that going there's still a process of a couple like of a week from there by the time we sort of interview and go through that process to the can get them to the client and then go through that all process again and you can't stop and start it's you've got to just keep going (laughs) yeah and the amount of times I've gone hold on have we got that role still and you've gone no they've dropped off and I'm like okay great and then they come back another week later and it's like oh they're back on and I'm like okay (laughs) back again yeah exactly so it's yeah keep the momentum and I think this also comes back to when yeah when I'm having conversations with clients I think now I have to add in okay I talk to them like when do we need this role filled oh yep yesterday okay is there going to be do you foresee there being any changes in the recruitment process of this role like when I find you someone are you going to tell me the role's on hold or this has happened or that's happened like keep moving (laughs) yeah yeah 100% so what are your non-negotiables then Kate do you have any Absolutely. So my big one, communication, um, is around, yeah, that open, honest communication and timely feedback are my big ones that Mm -hmm. I have. And I think now I want to add in something along the lines of like with the role in terms of, yeah, like the longevity of the role is not going to change. Like I'm happy for things to change, like job titles can change or roles and responsibilities can change and be tweaked during the process that's fine but the role as a whole needs to move the whole way through the process so I need to have to somewhere fit that into the non-negotiables as well exactly and and what are yours I like yours so mine change on a daily basis I feel (laughs) um I made a video the other day um that had a really good rule of three and it was like stay blank stay blank stay blank And I Mm -hmm. think it was stay consistent. So obviously when I decide to work with you, um, we have a plan of action. And if either of us fall off that plan of action plan or bandwagon, then it's not going to work. Um, For instance, when we started working together, do you remember I gave you those documents to fill out? So Yeah. yeah, it was kind of like homework and also it meant that if you didn't want to work with me, you still had something workable that you could take on yourself or find someone else that maybe you wanted to work with or was more specialized in your area of expertise, but you still had something from our conversation. That's kind of like my freebie that I give people. Um, But if they want to work with me, return that piece of information, then I have something to work with and I make it personalized for my client. So if that person doesn't give me the information I need, for example, then I can't do my bit. Um, And then obviously if they change their niche and they come back to me going, can you do this? Or like they've done it behind my back, then whatever I've done has become worthless because it's all about the niche, you know? So we both have to stay consistent. And by the way, these are non-negotiables for me as well. If they think I'm falling off the bandwagon, they can call me out because they're non-negotiable for both of us that's how I feel yeah um stay in contact which communication is the baseline Mm -hmm. the bare minimum please stay in contact 
and there was another C. It was like stay. Um, see, I can't remember. Stay consistent. Stay in contact. Stay creative. I think it was. Um, yeah, I think I lack on the creative part. <laughs> see, I'm I'm the creative one. I feel like, but that's fine oh, yeah. because you still give me ideas. Like, oh, I've been thinking about working with blank, and I'm like, great, we can do that. Okay, mm. good. So you know, we both have ideas and we both bring them to the table. And that's all I ask for is that we're both putting an effort to make your business good. Yeah. And I think too, like at the start, when yeah, you sort of gave me those forms to fill out, that also falls back on me as well to show you that, okay, Kate Siri, she wants to work with me. She wants to invest where, yeah, rather than sort of you doing it all that I think yeah by by doing that process that also makes holds me accountable as well that okay if I want to work with Holly I've got to get my act together and, and have all this down yes it makes your job easier in terms of we're all on the same page and we can create something really really great but also too I'm accountable for that as well yeah exactly Just yeah and I think sometimes in the recruitment world with clients they're just like yep 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 I want the role filled yep I'll do anything yep I'll work with you yep 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 and then it goes bomb bomb yeah (laughs) but in saying that like we do have some really good clients and and look at last week we got a new client what we had the call on the Tuesday terms business sign Wednesday candidate through the door Thursday Done that was all you. That was all you because you've taken hopefully what I've taught you and also your expertise going through what we've been doing together, and you've done that by yourself. Yay! Yay. But it shows you as well, like a motivated client that's like, yeah, "Yeah, I trust you. I trust the process. And look at yeah, perfect. Simple. Listen. Yeah. (laughs) Just simple. Cool. So are we vented out now? Are we yeah. zen? I feel zen now. Yeah. That's why I love podcasting because I can just go, rah, do this and do that. And then I'm like, okay, I'm all good now. I think Ollie has sensed that we are now zen because he's just come over and gone, are you all right now? <laughs> <laughs> I've finished my bully stick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, i finished my bully stick. i finished my penis stick, whatever you want to call it now. Uh, all right. So Holly, people want to get in contact with you and go through, I guess, the process that I went through in terms of the digital content marketing, that makes sense, digital marketing content creation and and talk to you about non-negotiables. Where can they find you? So as always, you can find me on LinkedIn, which is Holly Alloway, which um, you spell it H-O-L-L-Y-A-L-L-A-W-A-Y. From there, you can have a, you can have, you can find a link to my website, which is auroradigitalmarketingsolutions.com. There, there are a ton of free resources such as web, not web conversion, web optimization, there we go, um, content creation tools and so on. Um, and also, Kay, we need to have a word about your website as well. <laughs> I liked <laughs> your message me. the other day. What happened to your website? And I'm like, <laughs> the one I dropped the ball on, <laughs> I didn't get a reply. I'm like, <laughs> whoopsie. Well, I'm just thinking about my website the other day and I was like, hmm, Kate said something about that months ago. So there we go. Um, and if you, yeah, if you want, to have a chat about your website optimization. I also do that. I work with um, web 
what's it called web development software all the time so let me know um email me at holly at aurora digital marketing solutions.com there we go <laughs> kate where can they find you yeah, so the best place to find me is LinkedIn. So Kate Flippens, F-L-I-P-P-E-N-C-E. So I have regular content being uploaded every week. And Do video. you know every, Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, on there. And if you want to send me an email, my email is kate at alignrecruiting.com.au. Yes, I have a website. Yes, I have updated or oh, we did update the content a few months ago and yeah, we are, we, we, it's on the board. It's on the list to do a bit of a revamp. Um, but yeah, if you want to check that out, it's alignrecruiting.com.au. Also don't forget we have obviously the podcast um, and our Instagram and Facebook page. So please jump on, add any comments if you want to be a guest speaker or you've got any ideas of things that you'd like us to talk about. We'd love to hear from you. Love it. All right. Thank you so much, Kate. No problem. Well, everybody have a great day. Stay safe and we'll all talk soon. All right. Stay safe. Bye. Thanks. Bye.